the Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. Welcome to the Smart Start Money Podcast. I am your host, Eric Flynn. If you purchase anything online, you know most sellers have some type of product or service review. This often comes with something like a star rating. These ratings are designed to inform customers of quality and customer service. However, the valuations provided are not always completely honest. Today's podcast, I will be talking about the problems with fake online reviews. The issue is much more widespread than you might think. Purchasing things online today has become common for a lot of people around the world. And according to the U.S. Department of Commerce, consumers spent $601.75 billion online with U.S. merchants in 2019. And this figure was up 14.9% from just the previous year. With all the shopping on the internet, the competition for customers, it can be challenging. The lack of truth with online reviews can be helpful or damaging to a business. Reviews can also hurt or help a customer. Reading online reviews can be helpful when trying to make a purchase decision. However, don't believe everything you see. Competing companies, paid reviews, and lies are are common. So when you're looking at these reviews before you make a, a purchase decision and some of the bigger sites, you know what I'm talking about, they have the, the star ratings on whether a product is, is good or bad. The reviews that are on there are not always true. With all the competition online for customers today, companies, they're sometimes resorting to less than ethical or legal standards. For business, this can include paying customers for positive reviews, posting negative reviews on competitor websites, and even writing just fake positive assessments themselves to attract more buyers. And there's actually a website out there that I found that was pretty helpful. It's called the website is called Fake Spot, and it's dedicated to helping consumers filter through fake reviews. They claim many of the reviews online are not real. And this is further shown in a research study by brightlocal.com that revealed 82% of consumers have read a fake review. The time and energy companies are using to formulate fake reviews, it, it really shows how important those reviews can be. It's not just small businesses and your local area companies using fake reviews on their website. Both Amazon and even Facebook have been shown to contain fake reviews. And an article by The Guardian estimates that 55,000 fake reviews are posted each month on Facebook. Companies know the value of online reviews, either positive or negative, and they're spending a lot of their resources to formulate a strategy for success. Now, when you're looking at reviews online, you'll see the negative reviews, the positive reviews, and negative product or service reviews. They can be created honestly. And I must personally admit that I've even written a few negative reviews over the years on certain things that I've purchased that I've been unhappy with. 
the power of the internet, it's really put some, so to speak, service back in customer service, which can be a good thing. But, you know, you see the companies and they actually monitor their feedback on social media sites. This can be helpful for a customer that's, that's not happy. They almost always want to quiet an unsatisfied customer as quickly as they can with the reach that social media has these days. Although there can be truthful negative reviews, you have to keep in mind there can also be ones that are created for other reasons. A company that has a competitor might possibly pose negative reviews to make that business that is a competitor of theirs make it appear horrible. Also, a negative re- review could be posted by a customer that just doesn't like someone at the company, and they're not necessarily unhappy from a bad product or service. Now, eBay is one place I'm all too familiar with feedback, and that's, that's really how they've run their platform. You know, if you're a buyer on and you've used eBay before, you know how important the, the feedback is. You read the feedback to see kind of get a feeling for how trustworthy a a seller might be or a buyer might be. But even on there, all of the feedback is not always necessarily true. Now, selling on eBay for several years, I've personally built up a good feedback score. However, about a, I guess about a year ago, I received my, my first negative strike from a customer that was in Thailand. An item I sold was a camera that was a little over 80 years old, and I listed the item with a description of it not working or functioning properly. I spelled it out as clearly as I could that the camera, although in good physical shape, was not functioning as it should, you know, partly because it was over 80 years old. The buyer on receiving the camera said it didn't work. Now, should that really have come as a surprise? In talking with eBay, I was told just saying an item didn't work was not good enough. The camera eBay stated should have been listed as parts only, and they wouldn't remove the negative feedback from my account. So it shows that uh, that negative feedback sometimes occurs for reasons that that a someone selling something, you know, a business they don't have any control over, and. The one from eBay, it's the only negative feedback I ever had, and I've sold hundreds if not thousands of things over the years on on eBay. And it didn't matter that my eBay account was not even set to sell to customers in Thailand. The buyer used a, a U.S. forwarding address, which is more aggravating than ever. If you've ever been a seller on eBay and you restrict certain companies from buying, you know what I'm talking about when people use a U.S. forwarding address. It doesn't look like eBay has ever found a way around that yet. Or it doesn't matter that I specifically stated the camera didn't work. I still had a negative review from selling that camera. Negative reviews exist for true reasons, but they can also be created out of only anger or to hurt a competitor. So that's something you need to keep in mind when you're reading reviews. Now, positive reviews, there are a lot of customers that do take the time to leave positive reviews for a product or service they're happy with. However, just like negative online reviews can be bogus, so can the positive ones. What you need to realize with positive reviews is it's not uncommon for some businesses to have their employees just write 
positive reviews for their product or service. Marketing companies hired to post positive reviews is also another less than truthful tactic used to boost positive feedback for a product or service. The issue of fake reviews is so bad that the U.S. Federal Trade Commission claims 15 to 20% of all online reviews might actually be fake. With an estimated 17% of online users always checking online reviews before making a purchase decision, positive reviews can have a major impact on sales. This is unquestionably a motive for companies to try and get as much encouraging feedback as possible for people to read even, you know, if it means the comments might be less than honest. Another thing that's kind of a side note here with positive reviews is you see these days, it's common for these social media influencers to endorse a product. These to me aren't just paid fake reviews, really. You know, just because a celebrity endorses a product or service doesn't automatically equal quality. They might not even really use what they're claiming is the greatest thing around. However, you need to realize these people are getting paid well to portray a positive image of a product or service. And like I said, it might not, it might be something they don't even ever use. The problem is, you know, fake online reviews, there's a lot of problems with them. And the issue with less than honest reviews being so widespread is that it creates a real problem with consumer trust. It also makes the entire system of buyer feedback kind of unreliable. Fake reviews have caused the average American consumer to waste estimated at about $125 a year in 2019 shopping online. And this was according to Trustpilot.com. I know personally that I bought things online and I usually do read the reviews, but I've, I've bought things online before that were terrible and the reviews were great. Now, it could just be my experience. But at the same time, maybe not. I mean, maybe some of the things that I've purchased that turned out to be terrible, maybe some of those were fake reviews. And I typically, I take online reviews with a grain of salt these days. And like I said, however, I do read them before making a purchase most of the time. It's just gotten so challenging to know what reviews seem real and which ones don't. And I, like I said, I've certainly been taken for a ride a few times with buying things online with positive feedback only to discover the claims are anything but true. With so many online buyers reading reviews to make a purchase decision, the problem with fake online reviews is they only help the less than trustworthy businesses that target unsuspecting consumers to take advantage of them. Positive reviews can make a potential customer more comfortable with making an online transaction. And criminals particularly know this and will use positive reviews to their advantage. One of the things that I looked at before doing this podcast, is there, is there really anything being done about fake online reviews? Although unethical practices online and even actual crimes seem to be gaining momentum When it comes to legal actions being taken against these businesses and people, the truth is the internet, it's still very much like the Wild West, even though it's been around for some time. The problem is not knowing that fake product and service reviews exist, but sometimes identifying what is real and what is not. 
Also, if there are not any real legal complications from false reviews, they will likely remain to exist and even might grow to be a bigger problem. Now, luckily, the Federal Trade Commission, they are starting to take some notice on the issue of fake online reviews. This should only make sense because wouldn't fake reviews, when you think about it here, wouldn't they be a form of misleading advertising? Isn't the the FTC in place to protect American consumers? It looks like they might have started to take notice of, they had one of the, the first cases with fake paid review, reviews. The case the FTC brought against a business claimed the company paid a third party to post positive reviews on Amazon to push their, their product to the top. And it likely helped the case involved a, you know, a weight loss supplement that bordered on issues with the FDA. I think that probably added to the problem. But it is a step in the right direction for a company to be held accountable for creating positive fake reviews to deceive their, their customers. So what can you do? If you're online, what can you do about fake reviews? Fake online reviews, both positive and negative, they're probably not going to fade away anytime soon. And this is because there's just too much at stake for for businesses to just do away with product or service reviews. The competition for customers can be aggressive. And for online businesses, reviews are one of the tools that can be used to gain an edge. Even though it can be a task to decipher real online reviews from the fake ones, there are some steps that a consumer can take in order to decode all the noise and conclude on making an informed purchase decision. So I'm going to list out a few things here that you can look for to kind of identify whether a online review may be genuine or fake. And the first thing is look for a verified purchase stamp. A verified stamp is something sellers are now using. It can require a buyer to register with an email address and prove they made a purchase before leaving any type of review. Now I've, I've seen these where, you know, the big thing these days is everyone's trying to, to get somebody's email address. And this can be one of the ways they're using to, to market certainly, but also it can be a safety measure to verify if a review is going to be real. And I, I think that's a good thing for some of these places that might be using the verified purchase stamp. You have to get somebody's email they have to verify that email before they can leave a review. So there's not really just that anonymous review where you go to a site and you just hit review and there you go. You're off and running and you put a review. Also look for, like I said, anonymous reviews. Not all reviews that are left as anonymous are certainly fake ones, but it is something to keep an eye on. This is particularly the case with a review that is long and extremely detailed. You want to think about this for a minute. How many people spend a lot of time writing a review or writing anything, and then they just want it to be anonymous? Also, it takes time to write paragraph after paragraph. Someone getting paid to write might be more likely to spend the time to be so detailed and write the next novel on a product or service. When you're looking at certain things you're buying online and you're reading the reviews, if you find one that just seems like it probably took an hour to write with every single detail in it, it could be real, but chances are it could also be fake. Another thing you want to look out for is the review a script. If you read a review that sounds like a well-thought script, 
It probably is. For someone getting paid to write reviews, it can be easier to use, obviously, the same basic information over and over. Another one here is negative reviews. Don't just trust every negative review you read. Like I said earlier, in the example I used, negative reviews are not always what they are. Sometimes you just have customers that are unhappy. You know, if you have ever worked in a customer service oriented business, you know that every customer that walks away can't be happy. Sometimes there are real issues, but other problems could also be unreasonable expectations. People that have some real anger issues also just sometimes to like to write terrible reviews. And the bottom line here is when you're buying something online and you're reading reviews, just you know, just don't trust the reviews if you're making a purchase. Do a lot more research on the company, the product, and the service. Look at other websites and do additional online searches. You'd be surprised by how one website might have a completely different view than another on a company or product. Check out the Better Business Bureau site and the individual website of a business if they have one and are selling through a third party. And I've, I've run across this. I used a local business in my area and I went on something like a, a Yelp or no, I believe it was a, like a Google and it was a Google local business and they had, they had good reviews. Then I went on Yelp and the reviews were awful. So you're going to get a difference between site to site and it's not to say which one is putting on the fake reviews and which one isn't. You kind of have to decipher through some of that information yourself. But I wouldn't trust just one site for saying, oh, this product or service has a five-star rating. Do some more research before you make a purchase decision. Reviews online, they're not going to go away anytime soon. And I will tell you, neither, will, neither are the fake ones going to go away. With 90% of customers claiming positive online reviews can influ influence their buying decision, Companies, they know the importance of reviews. They realize positive reviews can win the business of a consumer and competitor. And negative reviews can steer potential buyers in their direction. So if a competitor has negative reviews, they know it'll, it'll steer that business possibly in their direction. And that is enough for them to sometimes use less than ethical tactics and go out to a competitor's website and post negative reviews. There's just too much money at stake for businesses to just forget about their online image. And some are using those unethical or slightly maybe not even legal ways to gain an advantage. And this includes the use of fake online reviews. Fortunately, both consumers and the Federal Trade Commission have started to take more notice of the widespread issues with fake online reviews. This can only help in the future with more informed buyers and limiting the practice of fake reviews with more legal actions. I found it interesting. The Federal Trade Commission states on their website that their mission is, here's their mission, protecting consumers and competition by preventing anti-competitive, deceptive, and unfair business practices through law enforcement, advocacy, and education without unduly burdening legitimate business activity. The Federal Trade Commission also goes on to specify specifically 
that one of their strategic goals is to protect consumers from unfair and deceptive practices in the marketplace. The question that I ask is, aren't fake online reviews deceptive or even unfair? Until more is done about online fake reviews, it will be important for everyone to just realize they shouldn't be taken too seriously. Do your own research on the things you buy and don't rely completely on the online reviews. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for more articles and resources on life and money. The pandemic the world is experiencing is causing some real damage to people's lives. The next podcast, I will be talking about the recovery. A listener has asked if people will recover savings they've lost during the pandemic. With the stock markets way down and so many people out of work, it will be a long road to recovery. On the next podcast, I will be giving my thoughts on the recovery from a financial view.